I delivered the message. Now what? Hey guys, it's Michael, Anthony, and TJ, and this is Sunny with a Chance of Shade. Woo-hoo! Welcome Second back. Second episode, y'all. Yo, I'm excited. Yeah, me, me too. too. We got so much good feedback on the last one. I, I appreciate everybody who's listening now who listened to the last one. Sunny with a Chance of Shade is a podcast, period. Sunny with a Chance of Shade, comma, is a podcast, period. Let the fans decide which one is right. Wait. I was over it. Are you over it? I'm over it. Oh I couldn't. I thought you were starting like, Sunny of the Chance is a podcast. Yeah, I thought he was like starting like. a show. Yeah, me too. I said, like, this is really but good. That was not Well, anyway, was my week was great. I didn't do the wellness. I'm did sorry, you, did TJ. You ask, did did you I ask? Did I ask how his week was? Because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't ask how his week was. He switched up real quick. How was your week, Anthony? Yeah, Anthony, tell us. How was it? Were you intentional? Uh, I was not intentional, mm, but I've been trying to, um, I've been stressed out because I'm trying to figure out getting this podcast <laughs> on all platforms and it's been sucking, but a lot of the stress is relieved now because we have, we have a new boy here. We have Andy. Shout out to producer Andy. He's in the stew right now, making it sound hello? crispy. Do you want to say hello, Andy? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that was Anthony. And yeah. Andy. I'm Andy's sorry. here. He's, he's one of my residents. He's, he's a freshman here at Belmont and Super awesome. Really, really great that we have the equipment in here. It's feeling like a real radio studio right now. So I'm super stoked. What about you, Michael? How's your week? I thought no one would ever ask. Dramatic. Um, (laughs) It's been really good. I was sick today. Um, I had to miss class. You had to miss class? I missed one class. It was from 5.30 to 8. What were you doing during that time? I was sick. You drove just, to just Kroger. <laughs> I went to Kroger and to get later, medicine and orange juice. And then what later he went to get cookies. Because wow. by the time later came, I was no longer sick. So wow. I, I decided <laughs> to He was sick in air quotes. Big event of the week. That sounds, that sounds harsh. Anyway, but I had a moment of weakness today. What? And fell into temptation. Oh, what no. kind of temptation? The dating temptation. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I downloaded Tinder for a good two hours. Oh yeah. yeah, how did that go? I deleted it, but you did. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I decided for sticking to like. Yeah, you know, I wanted to focus on me. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I thought that I was done focusing on myself, but it's not true. That's that's very mature decision to say I'm not ready, so I'm yeah. not gonna engage. I and like that. I'm an adult, so okay. I make my own decisions. Okay, cool. Amazing. Bye-bye. So, what are the topics for today? Okay, first topic. Um, Let's talk about Colin Kaepernick and Ooh, right Nike. off the bat. Well, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have more to talk about on the other subject. I know. I am not doing one thing right now. So I am scared. silent. I was, I was ter- I'm not afraid of most people, but I was terrified. Me too. I, I've been terrified of TJ this whole time when he looks at me. I don't even um, see. I don't like it. If you're listening, we are auditioning for a third member. Sunny <laughs> with the chance of shade. Um, okay. Trenton Javon Giles is. <laughs> I don't know my full government name. The full go. Ooh, okay. Um, so Colin Kaepernick is okay. the topic. Okay, so I don't know how far back you guys want to go. We can just catch everyone up. So, uh, was it two years ago, maybe? Yeah, I remember being in senior year of high school when it was happening. Okay, so two years ago. <laughs> Colin, he, so during the, um, I almost said the Pledge of Allegiance, oh my gosh, <laughs> during the National Anthem, he like decided to sit, like sit it out, because he was um, saying that he couldn't, 
participate in something in a country where these um, marginalized groups, especially people of color, aren't being treated as equals. And so he decided to sit out. Notice uh, at that part, he just sat out. Yeah, he just sat out. He just sat. Yeah. And then he was sitting on the bench. Yeah, he just like sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. And then he like reached or a veteran reached out to him and was like, this sitting out is disrespectful, but if you take a knee, you can still get your point across and be respectful to um, the people who are fighting for our country. So he decided he started taking knees, and along with him, other people started taking a knee in like a silent protest. And the NFL, the owners took offense to it, or certain owners took offense to it, and then people in general took offense. So there was a boycott on the NFL, which um, clearly didn't last. Yeah, it had no effect on the M- NFL. And Colin eventually was basically blackballed out of the NFL. Yeah, there's currently, I read that there's currently a suit um, against the NFL for collusion yeah. against him. He he is um, suing the NFL for, um, you know, that, that the teams are colluding against him not to let him have a job. Yeah, they're basically not, like, like no one's hiring him because they don't want that. Yeah. Like that, that, um, that, 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 that political yeah. message, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because yeah. yeah. the, the message, I feel like the message he's doing is great. You know, I think that's also a good way. Because as you were saying that he was sitting on the bench, I also thought that is kind of like not as noble. Whether yeah. I don't regard any respect to the military with sitting or kneeling, because a lot of people say that the kneeling itself is disrespectful to the military. But when I think about it, I think about just him getting his point across is a lot more solidified in taking a knee than just sitting. You know, taking a knee is is, is sturdy. It's a strong. It's a stronger pose than just yeah. sitting. So. That's also great that a veteran actually reached out to help him. Yeah. And to, you know, because he fights, you know, that yeah. veteran fights for Colin Kaepernick's rights yeah. to and do that. And it's like people are ignoring that whole chunk of the story because they're saying that he's doing it and disrespecting and the military. Really oh my but God, yeah. It's more than that. Like the military fought for his right to have a First Amendment and have a way to voice his opinion and have freedom of speech. And he's not standing against the military. He is creating conversation about racism in the country. Exactly. I don't understand the people who immediately jumped to this conclusion about involving the military. I don't know what part of this protest has anything to do with the military. And, and, and I relate the same thing to burning the flag. It's like the flag is symbolic of our country, not of our military. I know that our country has a military. Some countries don't have a military or they don't have as big of a military. I think it's just this whole you know American patriotism that we have to equate the flag to you know, valiant uh, warriors who go to war. And I mm. have a lot of respect for the troops, but I I just can't, I have a hard time understanding the perspective of Colin Kaepernick being disrespectful to the military through this protest. That that to me is where I get lost. I have a question. So why do you guys think that people pay more attention to the fact that he's kneeling and how that affects um, respect, whether he's respecting or disrespecting the military rather than the messages that he's trying to um, bring attention to? Cause it gets me pissed. It gets me what? so. It gets me so pissed, and when I when that's the first thing people talk about. So I guess I've fallen into that trap of talking about it too. No one here is contrarian to you know what we're saying, but were you asking why people get upset? Yeah, about why why do you think people get upset? I think that's an important. Versus oh, why do they? they I thought you were saying why did we get upset? No, why do? Oh, okay. Why do people? Who, like versus why they have like or why don't they have conversations? Yeah, I think for a lot of people on either side of the political spectrum ha- like are more willing to fight against something that they see is wrong versus 
talking about why they think it's wrong. Mm. So they see him kneeling. So they immediately say, oh, this is going against our military. Let's attack him and not listen to his explanation as to why he's doing this. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest issues right now is that we aren't listening to each other. We are all talking at each other and talking, um, like basically talking down to people who don't agree with us or think the same way as us. Um, and I think another issue is that we only surround ourselves with people who think like us. Mm -hmm. So, for example, during the election, I was convinced that Donald Trump wasn't going to win because everyone I surrounded myself with was saying, oh, I, I don't yeah, like Donald no Trump. Way, no yeah. way, no way. So yeah. it was like, oh, if everyone I'm around saying this, then it's not going to happen. Of course, yeah. But my only friends were people who thought the same way as me. So, like, I ha some of my closest friends... I mean, they aren't, they, they don't have the same value, or not necessarily values, mm -hmm. they value things differently than me, so, and it's nice, because you can have conversations with people, and yeah. say, oh, that's why you think X, Y, and Z, and this is why I think X, yeah. Y, and Z, and it actually makes me stronger in what I believe, because I can, like, see exactly why I disagree with whatever they're saying, I'm like, oh, oh now, yeah. now I can, like, pinpoint it. Absolutely. Do you think, that was interesting what you said about values, even though you misstepped, I'm curious, like, do you think that um, values and political views are 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 equivalent or at least similar enough to be you know paired? Hmm. That's a good question. I think certain things. I think it depends on the subject because how you value things economically, I feel like those two are completely different. Versus socially. Yeah, versus socially. Yeah. Because social issues, I feel like, are tied more to who you are as a person. Yeah. Exactly. That. that I mean, I would argue that economic can be who you are as a person too, right. just related to your socioeconomic background, yeah, for true. example. Right. I mean, in California, there's a lot of, um, you know, social um, social liberals, but fiscally I don't know. I'm, conservative. Yeah, fiscally concerned, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but I definitely get what you're saying. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, that, I think that's kind of the a similar philosophy of libertarians is that they, they see... Um, Everything, everything free. They're very liberal in that way. Like yeah. free, the freest of all markets, the free everything. Yeah. Interesting. That you know, libertarian at its core. I mean, I don't know enough about it to expand on on what they believe. So I don't want to make any like sweeping comments. But that that's what I've noticed when I've when I've gone to like panels and stuff on campus. Is that's like their philosophy. So I respect that a lot. I don't know a lot because like I feel like I've heard so many different things about libertarians. Like I've. I have to educate myself on it before I can speak on it. Yeah, but, exactly. I love um, what you just said about how you have to educate yourself on thanks. the subject that you know that you're talking about before you speak on it. And I think that's a good value to have. We're so because, chill right now. Like, uh, <laughs> this show is so much more chill than the last. I, I know what's feels, going on. It feels good. Yeah, it but we're actually like, talking about like last time we we're talking about pop culture, and like now it's like this is the real stuff. Yeah. But I think I think it's so good because for me personally, I grew up in elementary school in a predominantly black school. You know, most of us have, oh my God, he's making that face to me. <laughs> uh, we grew up, same backgrounds kind of or whatever, and towards middle school, the seventh, sixth grade, um, I transferred to a predominantly white school um, with, I mean, it was predominantly white and they were a part of the middle to upper middle class to upper upper class. Mm, um, I had a similar experience, yeah. so I can already... And so it was, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a hard adjustment, culture shock, and um, it was hard to kind of get into a groove of things. But the one thing that I appreciate about going to a predominantly white, upper middle class, 
Christian school was to what I learned about people. And one thing that I've learned is um, I have a problem with people who don't have friends that are different from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's where conversation comes from. That's where knowledge comes from. That's where different perspectives and different perspectives is beautiful. Like if you cannot look at life or views from a different perspective, then I'm sorry. I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah, and I think I if you agree. can't be friends with people who don't agree with you on everything, there's also an issue. There are certain things that I can't be friends with someone because of certain things. Like I will morality. Admit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, not even morality. Like there are certain like political t- things that if you don't feel the same way as me, I can't be your friend. Like, okay. if I can't invite you to my wedding, we can't be friends. Okay. You know? Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Like that's I how agree. I feel. Like yeah. that's that's honestly one of the big only ones. But like, if if you're cool with that and you disagree with everything else, that's cool. We can talk about it. We can still be friends. Yeah. But um, there's certain issues when it comes down to it that they're just being plain disrespectful. Yeah. There's a difference between a good political discourse with you know yeah. opposing views or dissimilar views, where you can at least grow and learn. I always find that the best part of political discussion with you know, people who you may not agree with is that you get to grow and learn, mm-hmm. solidify your beliefs or maybe take on new beliefs. That's, you know, that would be great too. If you convince someone yeah. else or they convince you that that's, that's all growth. And, um, I forget where I was going with this. Oh, it was good. It was Thanks. good. <laughs> I also think like there's, and I, this is probably me being more like repetitive, but there's a way to say things there's a respectful way. It doesn't really matter sometimes about what you say, but the way you say it. And being yeah. able to have conversations that is uh, respectful and not only receptive of your mind and of your heart, um, you might not come out of it changing your views or changing how you look at things, but the fact that you are opening up yourself up to someone else's uh, views, to someone else's background, to someone else's kind of mindset, what they have been as a person is not only um, kind of displaying love and compassion and which is what I think society is um, kind of lacking right now. But it shows growth as an individual. It shows growth as I want to grow and be a part of the change, be a part of the progression that that this society needs. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Why are you stressed out? Because this isn't therapist TJ. I don't know who who she is right now. It's podcast TJ. It's podcast TJ. And I don't. I can't tell if I'm a fan or not. Okay. I think I'm going to take take it in small doses. But I like how I like how the conversation went its own way. Yeah. But I do want to go back to Colin. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Do you want to talk about what Nike? Yeah, I was going to talk about Nike. So this past week, since our last podcast, Nike has released a series of ads. I guess it's two ads, a series. It, it, it was a bunch of different athletes yeah. on the posters, and then they had that video yeah. ad. Yeah, um, I would say it's a series. A series yeah. of ads, and I don't a know a marketing if, campaign. Yeah, yeah a yeah. marketing campaign. I don't know if Colin is technically the face of Nike now, or if he's just featured on the ad. But he had oh, a big role. Yeah, he did. He narrated the ad. I think he might be the new face of Nike. Like I think that might. Like, That's I think so I'm, lit. I'm not sure though. Fact, fact check me if I'm wrong, you guys. But um, basically, the ad was people are getting upset because they're saying that Nike took a side. So my favorite part of the whole event is people taking their Nike clothes and like going outside and burning them, <laughs> and like or like cutting off the swoosh. If you are doing that, you are dumb as hell, and I am <laughs> calling you out on the podcast. Well, my thing is like Nike owns so many things. So like, if you are going to cut your Nike swoosh or like cut your Nike swoosh off, swoosh. Uh, okay, I said it weird the first time. Yeah, you did. Like, that was weird. Anyway, or like burn anything that's owned by Nike. There's a lot of stuff you have to start burning or whatever. But I think I saw this one thing either on Twitter or like Facebook or something, and it was like. Um, instead of like burning your shoes and clothes, 
why don't you give it to the veterans that you seem to care so much about yes. or something like that? Damn. And also, thought, you've already given them your money, yeah. so you're not yeah. affected. And I think, okay, so yesterday someone mentioned that their stock had dropped, but like every shoe company, or not every shoe company, but every apparel company's stock has dropped in the past couple of days, and Nike's stock is still higher than it was last year. Oh, so they're showing the headlines, Nike yeah. stock nice. like dropped. Yeah. That. But like everyone's Get stock was dropping, and literally their stock was still higher than it was this time last year. So Dang. Nike's unaffected by this. So go ahead, bring your clothes, cut off yeah. the shoes. Now, what, what did the ad itself say? It was um, a series of like, motivational messages yeah. to, to go the extra mile. the video? Yeah, the video. And the then, video is basically like, no matter what happens, keep fi- fighting, basically. Exactly. Like, it was talking about overcoming incredible odds. Um, I'm going to pull up the poster that Kaepernick um, had with Nike as well. That way we can see his, his specific message was on there, too. Um, I don't want to misquote it, but... It was a really, you know, it was a really inspirational ad, and I, I midway through, Michael, we, Michael and I were watching it before the show, and I was, I said, I'm gonna stop watching because I'm almost being convinced, I'm, I'm getting emotionally <laughs> touched by an advertisement. No, I was, you know, begging was me to so go buy a product made An- by. Oh. <laughs> I was so excited to show Anthony's video. I watched it in my bed like yesterday night, and I got chills on my body because I thought it was so powerful. I said, Anthony, watch the video, watch the video. Can you do that one more time? <laughs> Anthony wants a video. And he like stopped watching. I said, Anthony, please. I said, I want to watch the rest of it. <laughs> no, it's a really nice ad. You know, and, and I, I agree that I'm down with it because it stands for a great message. Mm-hmm. For once, it's like we're the, the thing about Nike is that that is their brand image. Um, it's just interesting. You know, all these all these world. Were they American or were they from around the world? Nike? Uh, no, the, the people in the ad. I think they're all no, they're from around the world. They're from around the world. That's yeah. interesting. I don't because I just think I was thinking about the production aspect of Nike. You know, my mind immediately whenever I see an advertisement, my mind jumps to all the Marxist principles that I learned about uh, since I've come to college. That I'm always looking out for. You know, how people for, are always beckoning you to spend your money, and and you know, it's just interesting that they've put this political, politically charged message out, and it's it's actually. Such such a liberal message with such a conservative background. But the you know, cool thing about, buy our product. Yeah. The cool thing about Nike is that like they've been socially like aware for a long time. Yeah. So last year maybe or maybe the year before during Pride Month, they released a um ad um in support of the LGBTQ community, which was cool. And that's then awesome. there's an ad right now in Mexico that's empowering women and like young women to like that's be good. the best that they yeah. can be. And even have like a hijab um, sportswear, which is cool. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. I, I love that I'm a lot. I'm very interested in Nike. Like, I really want to like do some research about them because I think they're kind of interesting now. Nike is socially woke. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, the, the ad I was talking about before that has Kaepernick's face zoomed in, um, it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And I think that's a really interesting message um, because obviously the, the, the implied meaning is about Kaepernick's career, but... To a certain degree, it feels like Nike is, is sacrificing their reputation. Their, their, their reputation by doing this ad. I mean, such a controversial figure. Such a controversial figure. I, this is something that I see people get so pissed about. Mm-hmm. I get worked up, you know, just talking about we it with saw. people when there's... Yeah, we did see. <laughs> I just need all you undercover racists to stop hiding behind the word patriotism. Yeah, please. Ooh. That's just me. Burn your Nike, please. Let us know where you are. <laughs> please burn your Nike. I, I do like that we didn't like take this about race. We took it to a different like, level, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, because it almost just feels like the race thing is so obvious at this point that 
for you to disagree with it, it, it just wouldn't be sensical. I mean, you can look at economic statistics. You can look at you can look at the news any day of the week, and you'll see it. You can look at our our Congress right now and see how few people of color there are. It's just so obvious that I feel like you know we obviously can agree on that. There's no need to even talk about it. That we can go so much deeper than is Colin Kaepernick. Are his ideas true? Like obviously, you know. Yeah. It's a good conversation, man. Yeah. It looks like a nice boomerang. Uh, Yeah, I'm social mediaing right now. Hey, uh, follow us on Instagram, Sunny with Shade. Okay, so um, once again, let's say a quick shout out to Andy, who is going to be yeah podcast for us. Andy's the man. He is, y'all. He came through for us. I'm a stan of Andy. (laughs) (laughs) If we sound crisp, drop a comment on our Instagram or something, and we'll tell Andy that that it sounds crisp. I'm sure it's gonna sound amazing. Yeah, I think it's gonna sound good. And also, Dean Dean dot prod on the gram for the intro music. Beautiful Dean, as always. We love Dean. I do. I was I was with Dean yesterday. We got to really? cook up in the cafeteria. I Facetime them. Fun fact. Really. I had to oh, tell nice. Anthony. I was going through. Oh some, yeah, Michael I was FaceTime. going through some life event. I need to talk to Anthony about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was important. It I was, don't remember. It was some it. cheese man. Oh, it was good. Oh my god, it was what juicy. What was it? You want to tell us? Um, I can't share with the um the whole group. It's okay, more of an off the air conversation. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, we've talked fine. about it already. So. Okay. <laughs> Andy's like, hmm. Why are you so angry today? I'm literally not even angry. I'm putting a sign, leave the devil at the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. There's a little safe bit. Of, there's zone. a chance of shade every time you walk in. We got a little bit of shade. <laughs> Finish what, your sentence. What were you saying? I said, I'm the one, one of the most loving. loving. Happiest people you will ever know. I'm just tired. I'm fatigued. Oh, mm. you're fatigued. Fatigued, <laughs> guys. <laughs> About to pop some you Benadryls sleepy. and go to sleep. Pop some Benadryl. Yes. We don't condone drug use. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, hypermasculinity. Hey. What is it? Hypermasculinity. Tell me about it. So, hypermasculinity, um, to be short and sweet, is the idea that men have to over um, do i guess over overcompensate overcompensate often uh, overcompensating for a you know a sad ego inside yeah. so when i think of hypermasculine i think of the boys in gym class who had to prove 10 times that they were like athletic and sporty and like oh, oh yeah can i can i can i have a confession right now Especially yeah, to all my high school viewers. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so MPE. <laughs> so my mom used to have, like, a million different emails accounts. So, like, during the beginning of freshman year, like, the end of PE, I used to, like, hack into my mom's email and send notes to the office saying that <laughs> okay. I was sick so I didn't have to do PE. This one time when Straight I was in college. high school, I had my friend... Um, call the school and pretend to be my mom really and i was actually like in the office and they said oh yeah like because I, I went and they were like oh is she here yet and so i had to call her and i didn't tell her this you know i'm just in the office like okay i'm about to leave it's my time and they're like oh like we haven't gotten the call from her yet like can you just put her on the phone and i was like sure i called <laughs> her on the phone and wow. it was on speaker and she did really good i got out of school i, um, I was i rebel. hated senior year man i was not a rebel I, I was so oh, just kidding, I did. I was a different once. man. Michael's heard oh, I've some. Heard, of, I've heard some good stories. <laughs> I've, I've changed. That's all I'm gonna Kitchen, say. I said, Kitchen, I'm just not feeling well today. I can't do PE. 
Or like at the time. <laughs> at <laughs> the time. I thought he was making fun of me. I said, I, I did. That's something new. <laughs> at the time, I ran tracks. So I was like, Kitch, I got to get ready for my track meet to later. I don't think I can do PE today. Mm. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was Got to be rested up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a sporter back then. Uh, you were hyper-masculine? Yeah, yeah. You just mass? I did all the sports. <laughs> did you do cross-country? No, I just did track. So really you much. didn't do all the sports? I you did, did all one. the sports. I was a sporter. Sporter. Wow. I was on the bowling team freshman year. Really? Ooh. I didn't want to do gym. So I play, I signed up for bowling, and then I actually really liked it. Were there any hyper-masculine men in bowling? No, not really. It was really chill. That's good. I, I could imagine, nice. like, what would a hyper-masculine bowler look like? Oh, this one boy on our team would take it, like, like what Andy just did, and, like, throw it down the lane instead of, like, you know, like, oh, just fingers. just to prove his, no, his biceps? Or? It's, no, it's just like a different style of bowling. Oh, okay. It's kind of cool. Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I, I just did a speech on hypermasculinity. It was a little mm-hmm. impromptu thing. It was my pet peeve speech in my speech class. That is not what you said you were going to do your pet peeve speech on. I know. I was going to do it on people who... But you want to be shady? Yeah, I, I decided <laughs> to change my mind. You know, I ended up talking to the person who I was originally pissed at today. And we, we had a great connection. I hate so, you. So um, everything wow. turned out really well. I, I got I got pretty triggered in my class the other day, and I was like, I'm going to give a speech about why people make fun of short people. Then I just switched it to hyper-masculinity. And, <laughs> but part of it was that, like, growing up all the time, I'm 5'5 five, five now. I think that's below average height, probably. I don't know. For an Italian, it's pretty good. But growing up, you know, I was... Is that a thing that Italians are short? Yeah. I dated someone who was Italian once who was short. Yeah. I, I know like two other like Italians and they are pretty short. Yep. Hmm. You That's how we are. Mm. Fun fact. We're just closer to the earth. What'd you just say? I said fun facts. Oh, you said I'm fat. I said, no, you're not. I almost yelled at you. I almost asked you to leave. <laughs> I no, literally asked Three you strikes and you're oh, out. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but yeah, when I was growing up, I was always a little bit on the shorter side and guys would always come up to me. And just rest their elbow on top of my shoulder and lean on me like I'm like I'm a kickstand or something. And like people did this often. Yeah. And at that young age, you don't know what to make of it. You just kind of sink into it. You're like, okay. And that, that made me feel really inferior just thinking about it. You know, that it's a terrible feeling to have. And I, that actually hadn't happened to me for years until like uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think a guy did it like almost for a second and then was like, oh, sorry. Because it was like, like yeah. some... And, it's and disrespectful if you think about it's it. It's so disrespectful. And that, you know, if, if you're doing it at any age above eight, I feel like that's when your hypermasculinity hormones begin yeah. to kick in. Like, you're just trying to be the big macho man. And I yeah. just can't mess with that, you know? Uh, TJ might be able to relate to this. Sorry, Anthony, I'm going to go on. No, no, no worries. A separate tangent. Have you noticed hy- hypermasculinity, especially like in the black community? Oh my God. Because black men have this like idea that you have to be the toughest, the strongest, like, whatever and i think that's why there's such a um like a weird thing with gay black men and Mm -hmm. straight black men because black men have to be this this macho man there's like a social mold yeah i know what you mean and i don't want to steal your thunder but italians are very similar really italians really are like that's why I don't think Italian people are white. I see what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm <laughs> but yeah, Italians are so similar. And you know, I want I want you to elaborate too, TJ, because I'm sure we all resonate on this yeah. sentiment that like, yeah, like whenever I'm lifeguarding at the beach, we have a lot of Staten Island people. It's also a New York mm-hmm. thing. A lot of Staten Island people, we call them Bennies because they're not from here. They okay. come into the beach and they they're just so like chest puffing, drinking their beer. Their wives are all like 
chatting a little bit. Hey, honey, give me a beer. You know what yeah, I mean? I think Stuff I've seen, like, like that. Jersey Shore, especially. They do that, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Jer- J- the Jersey Shore in particular kind of has that, that macho vibe for the yeah. Italian men. And myself being an Italian man, that is on the complete opposite spectrum. Like, I, I paint my nails, I'm skinny, and I'm just like, I'm calm, you know, like yeah. that, that kind of thing is so different. And it's, that's always been kind of hard for me, even connecting with my uncles and my family. Like some of them really are that loud, boisterous type. Yeah. Some of them are, you know, a lot more reserved, is a lot Tom more intelligent. Reserved? Oh yeah. Tom. Shout is. out to Tom Cinco. Tom, <laughs> Tom Cinco. Sunday yeah. Sh- oh, I hope he hears this. I hope he hears it too. Hey Tom, I'm Michael. I'm a big fan. Tom is great. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's my dad's brother. It all it oh. runs in the family. Oh. <laughs> everyone knows if you see a picture of my dad. Yeah, everyone thinks he's a silver fox. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna get I have a good looking family. Oh, okay, but yeah, I, I think I think that that is something that's really hard when it's in your own culture. Yeah, um, yeah I definitely grew up with hyper masculinity. Just like, I mean, in family and school, just like especially being in the south. And don't be wrong. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't even think of like that regional difference. Yeah, yeah you aren't. Yeah, if you, if, if you resonate more with the traditional kind of idea of m- what manhood is, it's totally fine. But as long as you're not scrutinizing others because they are different from you or oppressing them because they are also different from you, you know. Um, and so I think what it boils down to is what is what do you guys? And this is a question for y'all. What is manhood? What is it to be a man? I think mm. to be a man, it means that you identify as a man, and that's what how you relate. I think that's very there's clinical. No, there, there's nothing more to it than that. Um, my whole life, I struggled with like, am I being masculine enough? Am I, um, am I being, I guess, straight enough? But finally, I got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't care. I'm just gonna like be myself. I love that. That's like the only way I can be happy. Yeah. So I don't I don't like the ideas of putting people in boxes of male, female. I think it's I think it's ludicrous. And I think like I'm not gonna raise my kids. Because yeah, there's so many assumptions when yeah. you say male, female, straight, gay. Yeah. There's all these assumptions. And 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 you know, the three of us being men who are not like the, the typical masculine yeah. man. Yeah. It's definitely easy to see that there's so many different types, but why go under scrutiny for being yeah. that? Like and I think it's even even in the gay community it's an issue because people like on their dating profiles will say I'm I only want someone masculine or no feminine men and like this is a, something that's happening in our culture where we're taught that you have to be a certain way and only those characteristics are like even attractive you can't be attractive unless you're this macho man in really? certain situations have you experienced that TJ? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've grown up with my whole life. My thing is, I just, I really don't care about these masks that we put up. I just, what I care more about is the character, like what the condition of your heart, who are you as a person, as an individual. So, um, so that's, that's more of what I care about. I've never understood the hyper-masculinity kind of concept. Like it just, it's never been appealing for me. It's never been kind of like, I, what I told, I told my coworkers the other day, because, um, it was raining outside, and I had to run an errand. And they were like, sorry, this uh, umbrella is kind of girly. 
this umbrella is kind of girly. Um, I was like, I really don't have space for a hyper masculinity. Like, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. just an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. And I just know so yeah. many guys would be like, oh, like, I'll just get wet outside. I don't want a girly, a girly umbrella, you know, bros. Yeah, and that's like back, oh. back to like gender roles. Like, I, I don't think that that's okay. Like, I'm not going to raise my kids to the idea that this is boy stuff, this is girl stuff. Or like, even if you go to McDonald's and they say, is it a boy toy or a girl toy? I'm like, it's, oh, a, it's a toy. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah like, I it is, about we don't that. We don't need to do this whole, this is for boys, this is for girls. Why can't no. there be a mix? Yeah. And like, um, I've like heard, read, read, read stories like boys who want to play with dolls when they were kids who grew up to completely have, like, to have complete like heterosexual relationships. Like, that doesn't mean yeah. that you're going to be gay because you play with dolls or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I don't know why I said blah, blah, blah. But I don't understand the point. Of world. Yeah, I, the, it's it's just this antiquated concept that yeah. we've that we've come to believe is true. It's 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 not only applied to gender; it's also applied to race. It's applied to all different kind of things. Like you just make these assumptions about people because I guess somebody did like two hundred, three hundred yeah. years ago. I don't know where it started, but I it makes me think about like ancient civilizations. You know, I've I think it was something in the South American area where they actually had a, a female dominated culture where they, it was, it was a hierarchy of women really? that were in power. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to, I want to follow up on that and, and pull up what it was, but I, I remember learning about that in like global history or something. And I think that that is super cool because it, it proves that you don't need to be a man to be a leader and women do not have to sing, you know, think about the women's side of this whole issue. You don't need to sink into a role of obedience and being a, a child caretaker for the rest of your life because yeah. you're a woman and you know like you can grow up and have a whole career you can have children if you want to yeah. it's it's your life and you're capable you're more than capable but you also have the choice to do yeah. what you want with your yeah, life you do whatever you want if you want to raise your kid and strictly do that for the rest of your life do it if you're a man and you want to do that do it like you can do whatever you want and i'm and i i love seeing that our society is moving in the direction of understanding this concept you know i never i never would have thought that long ago and this is just, we should have just said something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, but the takeaway is I'm not a fan of hypermasculinity. I think you should do what you want to, wear what you want to, play with what you want to, and yeah. live your life. Exactly. Yeah. Does anybody want to take us out with a quick hypermasculinity story or something recently that happened to them? Mm, recently. I can't, I, I, like, I know we're supposed to be shady a little bit, but I can't shade people too. I know. It's, too it's tough to shade, especially if it's too recent. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, if I tell you, tell you something that happened yesterday, the person's like, oh my God, that was me. Yeah. Well, really yeah. Hey, to, to the listeners, if you have a hyper masculinity story that's really funny and you want us to tell, uh, send it to us. If we get some good ones, you know, maybe we could read them next time or repost it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So Give us like shout outs on social media. We can hit, we can shout you guys out in our next episode. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on our phones all the time. <laughs> we'll respond to you within 10 minutes. I'm on my phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, Literally, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do your little nugget of wisdom real fast? Yes. Oh, yeah. How nugget was y'all's weekend being intentional? We just went over this that we neither of us did that. I think I got okay. an F. Oh, I was actually talking to the listeners. But, oh. But no, but it's fine. I hope, um, they were, um, I hope they did better than us. Yeah, I hope they did. I really do. Anyway. Um, That's shady there. If you weren't intentional, this nugget of wisdom, this nugget of wellness this week, I guess, um, we're talking about grace. And I guess for me personally, mm. I'm kind of resonating with myself more. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm rubbing my shirt right now, and I'm not supposed to be doing that because it messes it up. But um, 
Um, a way that you can be intentional this week is giving yourself more grace. I think a lot of times, especially as college students, we have so much going on with work, with our academic worlds, with our social life, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, we have a hard time giving ourselves grace and other other people grace as well. I think first we have to understand the fact that we are born into this world, the fact that we are human. Um, we don't have to earn our value. We don't have to earn our love from others because we should be loved and we are valued and we are worthy. Um, love that. And next, I think it's important to understand that even though we are these special people, we are broken and we are um, flawed and whatever political or religious or spiritual yeah spiritual like view that you have or belief system that you have we all have to come down to the realization that we are not perfect we make mistakes therefore um we have to be graceful towards others we have to lend uh love we have to lend respect and we have to lend forgiveness yeah to others and allow them to have that space to um, to grow themselves, and we have to give that space for us to grow with them. And I think it's important, especially for ourselves, to um, give grace for ourselves. Because, for example, for me, um, I have a big problem with... Uh, um, I'm an over-functioner, so I take on a lot of responsibility, and I love to put love on people. I love to interact and build people. I hate that oh. phrase that people say, love on people. I hate that. Why do you hate it? Why? I just, I just don't like how people go... Okay, this is at my friend um, Willow, Emmeline Willow Grace Sprague. Um, she always used to go, yeah, I went to South America and we just, like, just loved on some kids. And it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I think of it as kind of like a sexual <laughs> thing. It's just weird because like love on, I don't, I don't like that. But I like okay, it. are you done? I'm going to love Yeah, I'm done. Too much. Okay, cool. Um, so I love to show love and give love to others. Uh, I think that's something that I'm very good at, and that's something I know, but it also can be a weakness for me because if I don't feel like I receive that love, um, it gets lonely. It gets it's hurtful. Um, I also think that uh, I try to earn my love from others, and a lot of times I don't realize it in myself, like I was saying, that I am human, um, and the fact that I was born into this world and given the gift of opportunity, I am loved and I am worthy. So um, a big thing that I'm working on this week is giving myself grace in that aspect, forgiving myself if I'm not able to um, fulfill all my goals that I have this week or execute all the assignments, all the events that I have planned because it's going to be busy. Um, what about y'all? What are some instances where y'all have had to extend grace or give grace to yourself? I, I love everything you said. And I what I got out of it is that I want to be more mindful of giving grace um, to other people, you know, not not letting myself get caught up in being frustrated with them or angry with them, especially with my girlfriend, Balin. Like I the, the most effective strategy I can take to resolve a conflict where I feel upset is to first check myself yeah. and say, am I playing a victim here? Self am I Am I getting upset over nothing? And I think that involves grace is to be like, okay, I, I understand who you are. You would never, you know, you wouldn't wrong me like that. I'm making assumptions. Or if something has happened, I'll say, I forgive you. And, and I, I hope that I can receive that forgiveness. And, you know, I'm the one who messes up. More yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. what you said right there um, is self-evaluations. Grace yeah. is not making an excuse for yourself. Um, yeah, it is that's not, a common misconception. Yeah, um, it does not exempt you from all your responsibilities. And so grace is also having the accountability, but it's... Um, it's the notion that I am allowing myself to 
be flawed and have those failures, but I'm taking the accountability on myself and others to grow and be better. I love that. So yeah, that's your nugget of wellness. Ding. Ding. Okay. Well, with that, what's our song of the week, Mikey? Our song of the week. Oh, that's, TJ? That's, that's me. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, my Tita's field. got a head-to-head. Yeah. I mean, double-header right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back I have this friend, Matt Speraza, who is an amazing artist. Um, I know is he Italian? Too. Yes, he actually is. Yeah, he is. Why are you so excited? <laughs> I feel like y'all would love each other. Not yeah, because you're Italian, just because him. I feel like y'all would resonate so well with music and everything. But yeah. he's a great artist. Um, we're playing out his uh, recent single, Memories. And he's got some other great projects coming up that I'll keep you guys updated in later episodes. Um, he's got a featured film that he um, featured in, um, that he actually not featured in, but he started wow. of his wow. album. Yeah, like he went to New York and did his thing, and he did it well. So Dang, the we're big gonna pull, apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Wait, totally great. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> what the heck? I don't know why you guys are coming. We're in. gonna take y'all out with Matt's song. I love it so much with memories. So listen in next week, guys. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you all. Sorry. Bye. The truth is I'm doing okay. Without you here tonight. Without you in my life. I know that's not what you wanted to hear. Still stuck on getting over So I guess that's why last night You went and pulled me aside To tell me I shouldn't say hi next time Cause you don't want the memories You don't want them, you don't need them And the last thing you miss right now is me You say you're loving all the freedom that you got Since I let you be Just so